that vocalist that he was half decent I don't think it's translated all that well um, into the theme song it reminds me of standing in a queue at a nightclub for the toilet and you can't get to the front of that queue and you hate the music that's playing because you really me. need to go to I the want toilet to get now, please. He, he did come with good credentials though he's been in Eurovision I hear <laughs> representing a stand yeah, but he, he, didn't, he didn't win Eurovision yeah no anyway Look, we'll, we'll, we'll keep on trying. Not that one, not that one. Hello and welcome to the Cars Guide podcast, where we tear down, pressure test and rebuild the issues of the automotive week. I'm James and with me are Richard. Hello. And our esteemed editor, Mal. Hello, everyone. We're going to be talking about a range of things this week, including flying cars. Mm. We've had the Civic, the much anticipated uh, Civic Type R in the garage this week. But first of all, Richard, Stinger, you've had a second go around with the Stinger. You've been a vocal critic. Where, do you, where are you standing on that car now? That's right. Look, I've driven the uh, the second type of Stinger you can buy. It's the 3.3 litre V6. Uh, that's another another type of Stinger. And I've got a, another apology to make as well. Right. About um, the Stinger or just something else? About what I said uh, a couple of months ago about the, the Stinger. At, I called that, it the Kia. party. Oh, no. No, not that <laughs> A different time. Um, okay. I called it the Kia Stinker um, and I hadn't driven it and I was quite happy to, to shout my mouth off before I'd driven it. Um, but I have driven it. I drove the four-cylinder um, and I thought it was really good. And I've just driven the, the V6 and that was was pretty impressive as well. So I, I stand corrected. I'm very sorry, uh, Kia. It's not the Kia Stinker. It's the Kia Stinger and it's good. Right. Mal, do you concur? Where are you sitting on the Stinger debate? Uh I went to the launch and I'm a big fan of both. Uh, I wish the four-cylinder was $10,000 cheaper, but uh, given the top spec is just 60K, I think I'd go for the GT. Yeah. Just you get everything. Uh, and on its standard road tyres, compared to the Michelins we drove it on uh, on the track on launch, it's just a much more composed, convincing package. Uh, so, Richard, did you like the V6 more? Um Normally, I'm the type of guy that thinks there's no substitute for more cubic inches. Um, that's just that's just my my background from hot rodding. And even um, though Richard's six foot two, <laughs> all centimeters. Um, and um, look, I've got to say because you, you you were convinced that the four cylinder would do, and I was I went in there going, yeah, I don't think so. Um, I've actually come away thinking the four cylinders plenty because the V6 doesn't make any sound really. And what, 180 kilowatts out of the four cylinders? 182. 182. Two kilowatts less than a VL Group A Walkinshaw. Yeah. Well, that's it. And zero to 100 in six seconds. That's plenty quick. I mean, you know, you don't, I mean, the, unless it was a V8 stinger and you got the burble that went with it, it's not worth, I think, paying the $60,000 okay. uh, for it. I think, yeah, what a lot of buyers will find is that there's going to be a waiting list for V6 models hmm. and probably not a waiting list for four cylinders. No. So if you go in there looking for a V6 and you're confronted with a waiting list, give the four a go because yeah. it's pretty good. What's, what's Kia good. banking on? What do they think they're going to sell more of? They reckon 70-30, 70% V6 and most of those will be the top spec GT, which makes so much sense because it's only 60 grand. Mm. Uh, so it's, what is it, a, a $14,000 spread across six variants? Yep. Uh, and you get a lot more kit in the top spec. And so. do, you, do you think a traditional Aussie-built Commodore or Falcon buyer will be, you know, if they go and test drive one, what, what do you think their, their impressions will be? 
Oh, I, I look at just having spoken to a few a few colleagues and friends. I think that badge may be difficult for a, a couple of Aussie manufacturing diehards to get past. Is and that um, the size of the badge or the, the location <laughs> of the badge on the, the car? M- what it really says on the badge. Ah. Um, and I think people stepping down from if they want to step out of a Lexus or an Infiniti might have an issue with going to a Kia as well. Um, for sure. It's, I mean... It's Silly the them. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a, it's a really good thing and you shouldn't, shouldn't let you know, badge snobbery uh, get in the way of you know, a, a choice like that. It's a good car. Can I tell a story? Ooh. I, on, on the topic of Australian car buyers of the past, uh, I was driving through the Harbour Tunnel the other night in the GT and there was a bloke in a VESS ute and he kind of roared up behind me and I thought, doesn't he know there's a speed camera in here? Mm. Anyway, then he sort of overtook me, then he hung back and overtook me again, and then he pulled up alongside me, wound his window down, and gave me two thumbs up in the harbour tunnel. Two thumbs? As, as he was driving? <laughs> yeah. At the same, did he have two thumbs on one hand? Or he just took his both hands off the wheel? So this bloke was willing to sacrifice all our lives <laughs> to yeah. give me two thumbs up from a black SS ute. Wow. And I was driving the Stinger. It so wasn't, wasn't Kevin Hepworth. <laughs> it didn't look like Kevin Hepworth. <laughs> He of Kia Australia, our good friend. Uh, no. Wow. Yeah. Look, well, look, so uh, that struck me as a bit of a win. That's true. And look, I've got to say, my wife, who's a bit of a, a you know a car fan as well, um, went out to to get something out of the car. She's come back and gone. Looks like a supercar. So it, it looks the business as well. Mm. Like it's, it's a good looking thing. And to sit in it, it feels a lot more special than any Commodore because you sit yeah. really quite oh, low. Absolutely. Uh, and there's just so much more style. Well, it's, that was the it, issue. It's not a sedan or a station wagon. Falcons were horrendous to sit in because the seating position was too high and the steering wheel felt too low and Commodores just felt too big. And the cabin in this is spot on. It's a beautiful cabin. Can I be the first person probably in the universe to say it's a little bit Monaro-y? Ooh, I, I guess it is. But with, a, with back doors and a hatchback. Yeah, it's got that snug feeling. Mm. Mm. Anyway, I think coupes are yesterday's news. Five door hatches are the future, if not wagons. But that's me. Mm. Mm. Wow. Okay. I'd, I'd love to see a Stinger wagon. I felt like the third wheel there because I've only driven a four cylinder for one night, so I got nothing. <laughs> but um, anyway, well, that you, was great. You well, drove. You'd you be a good boy, James, <laughs> and we can fix that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. Now, speaking of what's been in our garage, it moves us along to the much anticipated Honda Civic Type R. Now, um, I had a quick drive of that car. It's been a Nürburgring fanboy's dream. It's been setting records allegedly around there. It's been long awaited, long anticipated. It's been forever. And it's here. We had a drive. And i got to say, just walking towards it was enough to make me think twice about even getting in it, (laughs) let alone driving it. Because for mine, it looks like a cross between some kind of anime or a manga comic made real there are angles and bits and pieces on that thing that i swear were not born out of wind tunnel time (laughs) they were just plonked on there for visual effect can you imagine washing and drying it oh yeah there'd be water sitting in recesses and crevices that aren't even apparent to the naked eye it's got more crevices than a rock pool (laughs) it's that's right yeah a crevice laden rock pool yeah that's right laden that's not a bad riddle yeah, <laughs> but 
to me, I remember recently driving the car that's kind of got the look of the Type R. Is the SR, I want to say, or the G something? There's a Civic. Oh, the RS. RS, beg your yep. pardon. Thank yep. you. RS and it, with it's, the 1.5 litre servo. Yeah, and it's sort of halfway towards that mm. look. It has the very mm. angular Civic look and mm. all of that stuff. And people, a bit like um, Mal's experience with the Ute in the Sydney Harbour Tunnel, there were people coming up to me in old Civics wanting to race me. Mm. <laughs> Wrong place here, buddy. <laughs> I've got, I'm out. I'm out. I've got nothing under the bonnet. Whereas this one backs it up. You mm. know, you're talking about that. Um, that car was 127 kilowatts, 220 newton meters. Yeah. The Type R is 228 kilowatts yeah. and 400 newton meters going through the front wheels. Um, so it, it's, it's right on that theoretical limit. It's got a bit of, of bark to, to match that very bizarre... Uh, it's got a bit of bite to match that very mm. bizarre bark that it makes with its body. I have a bit of a confession to make. I had it for 24... You're not in a bloody <laughs> confessional. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bleep! Oh, beep. Um... No, I had it for uh, for 24 hours and I'm not 100% sure I've uh, got any of my license left. It's that type of car. Really? It 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 certainly turns you into a, the red mist, not red mist ascends, but the race face goes on. Wow. Like it's Okay. It's it it wants to run. Okay. Like it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um the hand like it's completely different to the Stinger in that um you know, it's. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. No, yeah, what I mean is, like, is rear wheel drive, but like in <laughs> turn, yeah, it, it, but that's what I'm saying. So the you've got your rear wheel drive Stinger, which is a, like a Grand Tourer, um, and this is at the other end of the spectrum, which is this sharp front wheel drive little yeah. beastie. Because I think that um, the Type R is also little. Little. Type R is also totally different to the Rolls, Rolls Royce Phantom. You know, it is, is, it is, it know, is, and it is. an FG taxi. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hang on, what do you read? Yeah, is it <laughs> Camry Hybrid? Because <laughs> I, I found driving mm. it for even trying to squeeze in the power, mm. I was surprised mm. at how unwilling it was to put that power down. That there was quite a lot of torque steer from the front front mm. wheels, mm. and I was surprised by that. Mm. Whereas just recently, last couple of nights driving a GTI Golf, you your common garden variety GTI mm. Golf, it was infinitely better mm. now we, we, you it's know, 42 kilowatts we're talking about a different, different level yeah. of output mm. but just in terms of how much enjoyment you could extract mm. from that sporty three-door gti compared mm. to that type r i was surprised mm. um, i expected the civic to be completely buttoned down and, and so direct in terms of the way it, it mm. put its power on the ground mm. Um, but it didn't quite come up to snuff as far as I was, I was concerned. Did you find it was a little bit uh, that the traction wasn't there or that was, there was well, too yeah, much Well, yeah, in the sense steer. that it was putting all of its power into, not all of its power, mm. but some of its power into wandering sideways as opposed to just going straight ahead. Mm. I reckon the very carefully uh, kind of tuned the turbo delivery to retain some traction in that, you know, to me it felt a little bit laggy straight out of the box, but mm. uh, I reckon they're trying to, you know, protect some forward motion, but mm. Mm. not enough. Yeah. Well, that's just, that's, that was just my experience. Um, Definitely. Others I think may differ, but that's just how I found it. Renault McGain RS territory, it felt very close to something like that yep. for me. Yeah. I reckon it was more comfortable than the McGain. Yeah, it was. That, yeah. that thing is quite brutal. It's, um, it's funny. Like, I think... Yes, it's faster and it's more wild than ever. Mm. Uh, but from a purist's perspective, it's mm. strayed from what's made the Civic Type R such a cult hero. Yeah. And, you know, the last one, we all criticised it for needing to rev to go anywhere. But that's 
kind of what made it fun. That's Honda. You had to that, work that's, for it. That's Honda twin cam four cylinders. Mm. They've been that way. All the power's at the top end. But I can see why they've done it. They'll definitely sell more cars. Mm. It's got bigger numbers. It's faster. Uh, it's got back doors. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's comfortable, etc. cetera. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be the one worth mm. big dollars in the future. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I, I take the point about it being comfortable physically. Mm. I just don't find it comfortable emotionally. I like. I, can I just say I like the look. You do. I, I oh really, God. I really like the look. Now I've got to say, why am I not surprised? Last last night when I was getting the shopping out of it, I I've got bruises all over my shins because I hit every diffuser at the back of it as I walked around it, and then got myself. How did you manage that? Oh, because I was carrying a child at the same time. Uh, my child was that your shopping? <laughs> no, I had the shopping in one hand, child were in the you other. In, were you in another country? The wing has got. <laughs> I've drawn blood. The wing gouged what? me from in, the child. No, from the from the rear wing on it. It 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 what? I walked into the wing and it cut my, my shoulder, and then I've headbutted the. No, then I've need I've inched, I've shinned the um the diffuser at the back of it. Wow. That sounds very Kramer. Wow, <laughs> it's, all, it's amazing. It's all angles. Okay, but you, you you like it. I like it, it a lot. It, it sounds like you were trying to rock climb your way around. I was it in a tight garage? I had parked, I had parked very park? close to the car behind me in our street, and I had about that much space. Readers or listeners, I'm I'm holding up my hands. To, what's that? Ten centimeters of space between oh, myself sure. and the it car looks a behind bit like me. A superannuation I had to be behind you. But, but <laughs> it was Richard, last I think you're left. in a violent relationship, and I think you should extract yourself <laughs> from it. You may say that you love uh-huh. this car, but uh-huh. it's it's hurting I you. I still love her. Richard walked into wow. a door. I walked into a Civic. <laughs> yeah, he walked yeah. into a door. Dear, oh dear. All right. Yeah. Well, Bruises. Okay, I'll show you. We, Do you want to see? It? No. We ag- we agree to disagree. We on, might put um, uh, photos of Richard's bruises on our social media channels later. Yeah, that'll that'll go viral. The emos will love that. So, from from car a car that looks like it can fly, to cars that actually fly, Richard, oh, we've you know I'm old enough to have watched the Jetsons as a kid. They had the flying cars. I think we all are, there. James. We, we, you know, we've all seen that. It's been the future forever, but the emergence of drone technology and money from a large Chinese car brand looks as though it could make it a reality this time around. What do you say? That's right. Look, in the last 24 hours, it's, it's currently Thursday, so in the last day or so, um, news is broken. Well, Geely, um, you may know Geely is the parent company of Volvo. They also own Lotus, uh, have announced that they've bought the world's, well, a, a startup flying car company called Terra Fugia. Now, Terrafugia was started 10 years ago by five uh, students from MIT. We've got um, quite a few stories on Terrafugia from about four years ago. Yeah, we did. That's when the company first gained ground. They've already got... Um, the uh, uh, they've already got a, uh, a car you can buy, yes. but it's not... It, it's, it's a car that does fly, but it's really a plane... This it's really more, a plane. It's more your 1950s view of the flying car. Isn't That's it? it? It's a car with yeah. wings that, that fold you take down. off yeah. and put next to the car like That's two big surfboards. That's right. So you can drive it. Like yeah. the, the Mola Sky car that preceded it too. Yeah. Well, that's oh, it. Oh, yeah, that, that was guy. a winner. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah, that was a winner. well, you know how planes have wheels? It's, it's basically yeah, a plane yeah. that just drives around on the road sure. as well. So, but anyway, things have moved on from there. Um, Geely yep. has decided that this company's got legs or wings as, as it... <laughs> Do you get it? Oh, it's flying. Like, like Red Bull? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's like that. Okay, um, maybe it's been drinking. <laughs> um, so they've, they've bought Terra Fugia. Now, 
Terrafugia have now uh, taken on more engineers and they're saying that they will have a flying car, a vertical takeoff car by the year 2023, but a flying car with wings, which needs, a, needs to take off horizontally like a plane, by 2019. Terrafugia sounds Latin or something. Terra's got to be you know, land and then fugia means what? Like the Leaving food. it? Chocolate Leaving slice. Flying? Fugia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something mushrooms or something? Must be, yeah, I, I don't know. know. I'm not sure what it is. So, I'll look it up. So they're persisting with the fixed wing, demountable de- 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 fixed wing. Th- oh, yeah. So it's like your mm. gull wings on a car. That's right. But they come up and allow you to fly. That's right. I'm just right. showing uh, everybody a photo. It looks here. like something from Star Wars with the front of a McLaren. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly mm. right. So on that note... Does anyone actually want to drive slash fly one? Exactly. I, I can see. I, I can see absolutely how a scaled up drone with a couple of seats in it would be your vertical takeoff and fly mm. thing. That technology absolutely. is there, mm. and I presume it scales up pretty well because those kinds of aircraft have been around for some time. Putting it at the right size for people to fly around in doesn't seem like a massive stretch. Mm. It sounds like it's probably easier to park at the front of Richard's house. Probably, and he won't hurt himself Anything. unless the oh, drone rotors are going no, and he ends yeah. up kind of falling <laughs> that, into them. It's, fun, it's funny you should say that. Do I've, the, done, that golfer? I've done You've that. fallen into a no, drone No, I've rotor. almost walked into the rear rotor of a chopper Jack once. Nicholas, I was, was very, hung, yeah. very hungover. There you go. Yeah. At Bathurst one year. You nearly walked into the tail rotor of a helicopter. Yes. yes. Wow. Was that a dare? No, it was an accident. It was just a purely <laughs> self-dare. I did I just... Luckily, to take the shortcut. The pilot that would have been right next pilot to the pilot spotted wow. me walking around the back of it. They're like horses. Up. You don't walk around the back of a helicopter. But what I would say with the your traditional mm. 40s and 50s style flying mm. car is that that's just a dead end. That well, is a massive dead end because what are you going to just no? It hasn't worked. It's who's going to let you fly anywhere no you want to? No one's cracked. It. Well, it's what funny you should say do? that. It's funny you should say that because I think I think you might be wrong. I think it's coming, and it could be coming in the form of an autonomous ride-sharing program now of course a week ago now this this news about gearly buying you know the flying car startup came came overnight but a week ago uber announced that it's going into an agreement with nasa to develop flying taxi ride-sharing services and the pixies at the bottom of the gun no it's no no (laughs) uber have already got a company called uber flight and elevate and and what this is is they're they're beginning of a flying uber service the problem is uber doesn't build flying cars but nasa and boeing and a few other aerospace companies have now been brought on board to develop the technology yep uber are going to provide the system which will be able to deliver them all over suburbs yes yeah so is hold on is nasa developing its own flying car or is it going to tap the likes of Geely and say, we want to help develop your flying car? NASA's going to be working with Uber to develop a vehicle for Uber, along right. with Boeing and I think a few okay. other aerospace So companies. this whole Geely thing is separate? That's Geely's totally doing its own separate. thing? Yep. NASA's going to do its thing? Yep. And it might be similar or yep. it might be quite yep. different? And but Uber's contracted. But it wants to work with Uber to manage it all, that's to right. kind of traffic control it. Uber will be the traffic controller of it. Can right. I yep. just ask, do you think this is all intended to sort of fly from the top of one skyscraper to another on the other side of the city? Because how good would that be? Well, possibly, but I think it's really to get to congestion at the moment, especially in Los Angeles, is is, is full on. It's it's terrible in Sydney. If you have a, a 
aerial road network, you can have more than one layer. You can have yeah. four or five layers. I think they refer to it as the upside down wedding cake in colloquial terms. <laughs> the aviation types. And, and, and so, so the upside down wedding the cake. big planes go the highest and the small planes go the lowest. Anyway, trivial fact. So the, the thinking would be that these are autonomous ultimately? Autonomous, yeah. Okay. Would be for Uber. Because otherwise what you're talking about is like a different kind of helicopter. Really? Yeah. So you're yeah. somewhere between a car with wheels on the road mm. and a helicopter with one whopping big rotor in the air. How many passengers are we thinking? Well, as James said, it's it's not too far from the drones we have these days. So it'll be an upscaled version of the like the four the quadrant drone or whatever they're called. Um, at the moment, I've seen one in Dubai, uh, which can take one passenger or two passengers. Maybe really. There's a there's a working model. Wow. First flight first. Uh, Flying taxi service took place uh, this sometime this month in Who Dubai. Who made that? Do you know? Uh, not sure, but yeah, this, yeah, Dubai. Um, the Dubai's Rainbow the first, Sheik, probably the Rainbow yeah. Sheik. Mm. Yeah. It looks like it Was looks. It the Burj Khalifa. You were kind of lobbing off the top of that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, oh, there's like a tarmac, like a heliport, and it is exactly as you described. It's it's got the four four wow. rotors, wow. and it's got a capsule. And it's completely autonomous. So it arrives. You call your call your cab. You want to go to God. wherever. That's a it stretch, arrives, isn't it? You get the thing opens. You get in, and away it goes. You don't. There's no. There's no steering wheel. You don't drive. It'd it. be a big intake of breath before you're strapped into that one. Oh yeah. Oh man. Be good to see it in the next uh, Bond movie. But uh, mm. people are you. It's sorry. It's in use. Mm, yeah. It is in use. It's in people use. People are getting into it, I, and it is flying people around. I know that it had its first flight so i don't know whether that was just a trial or whether it's now currently in in use but was it a tethered flight perhaps no like no no it wow. wasn't tethered wasn't attached to anything it was that's a major breakthrough yeah, yeah, nasa yeah. will be onto these people in minutes gilly <laughs> gilly will be in there trying to sell them some extra vehicles that's right and They're uber will be in there trying to control it with an app here we go dubai has staged its test flight on monday so it was a test flight oh, okay. um <laughs> good journalism yeah <laughs> Not a second. Oh, right. okay. No, we don't have a second. We're, 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 we're waiting with bated breath. So they've, <laughs> they've test flown a single-seater flying car in Dubai. That's right. Okay. Well, look, watch this space. It's a strange one at the moment, mm. a, a mix between traditional flying cars, if you can call them that, out of science fiction comics from the 1950s, cars with wings, as well as scaled-up drones, and Geely reckons we'll be able to buy them in five years or so. 2019, the first one with wings that runs down a runway. 2023, Dreaming. vertical takeoff and landing. Right. That's more the one, I reckon. Yeah. But th- that's such a massive thing in terms of how is that going to be regulated? How are they going to... You open License. Up that, you open up that can, can of worms and it's a pretty decent size. It's pretty hard to get a chopper license. Yeah. Well, that's right. What? Well, yeah, mm. a, dr- a drone license. It's hard to get a drone license and you're not even flying it. But when you think about how difficult and dangerous, well, when you think about how dangerous it is to drive a motor vehicle, how much more difficult and dangerous could it be to fly? you're adding another kind of dimension of of potential for catastrophe. Uh, Yeah, third dimension. Well, if you were driving one, you'd be in the fourth dimension. Fourth dimension, there's time as well. Yeah, Mm. anyway, (laughs) the mind mind boggles. Great Smarter minds than ours are... Uh, seemingly working to crack that nut and we'll see if they do it by 2019. Who knows? I'm not losing any sleep. All right, we're, 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 coming, we're coming closer to the finish line, but there's one we should touch on before we get there. Mercedes-Benz has confirmed pricing for its X-Class Ute, uh, which is a dual cab, crew cab, 
style in the style of a, a Toyota Hilux, a <coughs> Volkswagen Amarok. Light commercial vehicle. Light commercial vehicle. So this is obviously new territory for that brand. They see it as a lucrative opportunity. They've made an alliance with Nissan and created this car. People are very interested. We've seen whenever we've posted anything about X-Class, uh, traffic has been pretty healthy. There's a, there's a lot of interest in the car. Richard, you've heard some anecdotal evidence where people are just ready to lay down their cash for this car. Oh, look, just just, just the other day there was a discussion in the office. Uh, someone's dad is a you know, tried and true Navara buyer um, and the thought of having a, a Mercedes ute which was based on a Navara seemed like, you know, perfect match. You had Navara underpinnings with Navara uh, Mercedes trimming. So that wasn't an impediment. That was seen as a, a big positive. Yeah, absolutely. And and the Mercedes badge just suggested that it was going to be luxurious and, you know. Right, because for yeah. the four-cylinder models, we've got a spread of price between about $45,000 up mm. to roughly $65,000, mm. which is anywhere between seven and twelve or $13,000 more mm. than equivalent models, say, for a Volkswagen Amarok. So you're, you're paying a decent premium to get that three-pointed star on the grill. Does it feel like, you know, maybe the, the well-to-do tradies are in their Amaroks and the person who owns the site that they're working on turns up in the X-Class? Is that the pecking order of these vehicles? What do, what do we think? I, I can't imagine, you know, it's really going to be hard-working tradies buying it. I can see... Yeah, you know, black ones with call. twenty-four inch wheels yeah. Yeah, everywhere, right. yeah. rocking so up to the gym. It's gangster. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Or towing, you know, wakeboarding boats and stuff like so that. So, if that's for the four-cylinder engines, what? So we're waiting on a V6, or yeah. or, or will that be? A it's diesel? still to come. So hmm. a V6 diesel, seventy to eighty thousand. Yeah, we're yeah. getting up there. And can I ask, the will there be an AMG yeah. version? Yeah, I think we've already answered that on the site. Oh. I mean, I should read that. Yeah, <laughs> journalism. And, and <laughs> he was working on something else. Anyway, I, I, I don't think we're going to see an AMG. Hmm. I reckon we'll probably see an AMG kit, but I don't think we're going to well, see, see a I think screaming people, twin turbo four see, liter V eight. The people hmm. who buy it may already have an AMG. That they're, That's it. they're dedicated to the brand. This is their work truck, yeah. and that their fun vehicle is actually a, a C sixty three or something like that. Yeah. 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 I reckon you're right. It'll have jet skis on it. It'll and, have... You know, we're seeing that existing dual cab ute buyers for, you know, who buy it for recreational purposes, not work purposes, yeah. have tend to have plenty of cash to blow, blow on these things. Look mm, at the, the wild tracks getting up and down the M4 every day with, yes. you know, wheels, suspension, light bars. So are some of those, though, Mel, are some of those your dual purpose where it does double as a family vehicle rather than just being a working Surely. Truck? And that's why they're mm. a little more luxurious these days? Mm. Surely, mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Whereas I think these will be more... They already have something a bit like so. Maybe it's mm. an AMG. Maybe it's something mm. else. I can see them being a work truck. Um, mm. Maybe with a double life. Maybe without. I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, there w- there, there'll definitely be some. And you know, the, it's coming to Australia in three trim levels. And the basic one has steel wheels and you know all the right stuff for tradies. And Mercedes has an established uh, commercial business in Australia yeah. with the vans, yeah, yeah. two different sizes, etc. Uh, but I think the enthusiasts are going to flock for the top spec yeah, ones. Yeah, fair enough. You know, it'll be in bright green, yeah, with twenty-four yeah. inch wheels. And yep. and it's an arrival for twenty eighteen for Australia, is it not? So yeah. are we, we're expecting it next April, year. I think. April for the four cylinder ones. Well, that's mm. something to look forward to. At the very least, mm. it'll be yeah. it'll be fun. And Australia, Australia has a great thirst for dual cab utes at the moment. They do. You know, Hilux beat all last year. Uh, Lining up to do the same again this year. Yeah. 
they'll sell everyone they can bring in. I think it's down to Corolla or Hilux again as to who's going to top the market. But uh, It'll be Toyota not either way, won't it? It will, it will mm. be. Their, mm. their streets are hit. Mm. All right, look, I think that's a perfect moment to uh, draw a line under things. Uh, thank you, Mal. Thank you, James. Thank and you, Richard. Thank you. Thanks, too, to our studio producer, Bad to the Bone Barbara. He's angry, but always fair. And our generous sponsor, the Winton Motor Company, maker of the Winton Turbo, hmm. a stunning machine on road and track. Don't believe us? Just check the Bathurst records and remind yourself of its monumental contribution to the legend of Mount Panorama. And thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show or anything else that's on your mind. Search for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram and use the hashtag CG Podcast. Remember to subscribe and please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps spread the word on the podcast. I hope you can join us next week. Until then, remember, happiness isn't around the corner, it's in the corner. Mm-hmm.